Hello, hello, it's Pastor Chris here tonight for Refreshed Bible Study, also known as New Partnership Class. I am so, so, so happy to be here tonight. Tell us where you're watching from, hashtag live. If you're watching live, go ahead and hashtag replay. If you're catching the replay, we want to see you. We want to acknowledge you. Listen, thank you guys for being here. I'm so excited. It is lesson 10, how to enter into praise and worship. You saw the announcement before that while the broadcast was going on, so govern yourselves accordingly. And we are going to get started. Good evening. Good evening, champions. God bless you. Go ahead and give God a shout of praise with the voice of triumph in the comments. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's get started. How to enter to praise and worship. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for protection. We thank you for your love. We thank you for uh, all that you are and all that you've done in our lives. And we just give you the praise tonight with much thanksgiving. God, help our ears to hear, help our hearts to receive. And God, we just ask that the, your fresh anointing would just fill this room, fill this broadcast in the name of Jesus. Listen, go ahead and do some social media outreach right now, if you will, for me. I need you to heart or 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 love or like this broadcast. And I would love for you to tag our partners, tag your praise team, tag your praise and worship leaders, tag your church, tag FOC, because tonight we're going to dive in into how to enter to praise and worship. Glory to God. Listen, I can't tell you how excited I am. And so I've got to, I told myself today that I've got to slow down today, tonight. I've got to slow down. I'll get so hyped. And so I'm going to, going to attempt to slow down get my words out. Amen. So, but I need your energy tonight. I need your comments. I need you to go ahead and give God a 13 second praise. Hello. Good evening. Give him a shout of praise with the voice of triumph. You made it home from work. Uh, you fed the kids, whatever it is that you had to do before you got here, you are here tonight. And so I'm just honored to be here. Thank God for our amazing pastors, Pastor Edwin and Sean Strickland, who said, you know what, Pastor Chris, this is your lesson. And so I'm honored to be here tonight. Have you been enjoying the uh, new partnership classes? Raise your hand if you've been enjoying new partnership classes. Even if you're not a new partner, how many of you have been enjoying the teachings from our own pastors, Pastor Edwin, Pastor Ralph? And listen, it's not over. We have a few more weeks and we have some awesome teachers coming up. So let's dive in. Let me start out by saying that FOC is a praising church. Okay. You heard it right. FOC is a worshiping church. We yield quickly and freely to Holy Spirit when we're in our corporate setting. So if you've been to our church at any length of time, you know that Holy Spirit will throw an audible. You know that there will be a song saying that that's not on uh, the agenda. And that is because we believe in listening and lead the leading of the Holy Spirit. We are the church that believes in praise and worship. We are the church that you hear about that say that's that praising church. 
I know you hear it in the streets. That's that worshiping church. That's that church where that boy got his his leg, his leg grew back in church. That's that church where you need to go to get healed. Go get set free. We are that church. Somebody said, hashtag, we are that church. <laughs> we are that church. I know you heard it. We are that church. So let's dive right in. What is praise? Praise is to commend applaud, express approval or admiration of, to exalt in words or in song, to magnify and to glorify. Hallelujah. Praise is acknowledging God. Simply put, praise is acknowledging God. Every time we do it, God is magnified. Hallelujah. Every time we do it, God is magnified, which means he gets bigger and your problems get smaller. He gets bigger and your problems get smaller. The power that praise yield gets bigger. So the more you praise, the more you don't think about your problem. Right. So in Psalms 35 verses 27 through 28 in the Passion Translation, it says, but let all my true friends shout for joy. If we were together, I would ask you, to, the, the scripture says to shout for joy. So every time we hear praise in the scripture, every time we hear a commandment of praise or to do something, we do it. It's not a weird thing at FOC. So when we come back from the pandemic and, and I re, we read the scripture that says, but let all my true friends shout for joy, you're going to hear an eruption in the place and you're going to be like, what is happening? We do the word at FOC, but let all my true friends shout for joy. All those who love, who know and love what I do for you. Let them say the Lord is great and he delights in the prosperity of his servant. Then I won't be able to hold it in. Somebody shout, I won't be able to hold it in. Hallelujah. Everyone will hear my joyous praises all day long. Your righteousness will be the theme of my glory song of praise. Your righteousness will be the theme of my glory song of praise. How much time do you spend praising God? Only you can answer that. How much time do you spend praising God? Praise is a direct indicator of your relationship with God. We praise those we love. We praise children for doing, doing great in class. We praise a team for winning a championship. When we praise people, we are preoccupied with their accomplishments or the win. Praise is being preoccupied with who God is and what he has done. So you get a double whammy. We praise God. It is praise is being preoccupied with who God is and in conjunction with what he has done in your life. This goes back to the scripture we just read. I won't be able to hold it in because I am preoccupied with who God is and what he has done in my life. Why? I am preoccupied. Somebody shout, I am preoccupied with who God is and what he has done in my life. Have you ever been so preoccupied in a class so much that you didn't hear a thing the teacher was saying? You were focused on your phone or you were talking to your friend or, or, or whatever you were doing that you almost forgot where you were. Oftentimes we see preoccupation as unwanted distraction, texting, talking in class or driving while talking on the phone or when you're talking to your spouse and he's on TikTok. 
Shout out to Valley. <laughs> All of those things are distractions in a in a negative in a in a negative way. <laughs> but let's flip the script. Praise is being so preoccupied, so focused on the goodness of God that you did not hear doubt, worry, or unbelief. You didn't hear it because you were preoccupied. Remember when you were preoccupied in the class, you didn't hear what the teacher said? Flip the script. You are so preoccupied with praise. You don't hear doubt. You don't hear unbelief and you don't hear uh, the negative voices in your head. You weren't bothered by negative doctor's report because you are preoccupied. Hallelujah. You are so focused on the goodness of God, you couldn't help but to commend. You couldn't help but to applaud. You couldn't help but to express approval or admiration of, to exalt in words or in song, to magnify and glorify who you were preoccupied with. Who are you preoccupied with? Thanksgiving and praise will keep you focused on the promise. Somebody shout, thanksgiving and praise will keep you focused on the promise. Murmuring and complaining will keep you focused on the problem. I'll say it again. Thanksgiving and praise will keep you focused on the promise. Murmuring and complaining will keep you focused on the problem. And whatever you're focused on gets magnified. It's true. When you're about to fight, when you're about to box, whatever you meditate on gets bigger. The same. Can you guys hear me? Let me check in. Yes. All right. All right. We're good. It's true. When you're about to fight and you conjure up how you're going to whoop their tail. Okay. You thought about it all day long about how when the bell rang, you were going to go up to them and you were going to box them. Okay. You thought about how, how all these, all the things, the little details you needed to help pull the surprise off. The same energy, whatever gets magnified, gets uh, whatever you think about the most gets magnified. Praise should be first place. Somebody shout praise should be first place. Still making sure I'm good. Praise should be first place. Praise shouldn't be the caboose that follows along circumstances in your life. Okay. Praise shouldn't be the back end of your thoughts. Praise should not be the caboose that follows along the circumstances in your life. Instead, praise should be the engine that makes life happen in your favor. Have you ever seen a train and the caboose sometimes isn't as heavy as the engine and the caboose weighs, it, it, it kind of shifts uh, around the tracks. Um, it's known as the very last card of the train. And, and wherever the train goes, the, the caboose just kind of follows. It's not in charge. It's not the lead. You'll sometimes see, um, um, sometimes it's tossed to and fro, out of control. The caboose is just following along. After looking up an article about the caboose, the caboose is, is now being phased out because they don't need it as much. But you know what will never phase out? 
the engine. Why? The engine holds the power of the train. In most trains, the power ranges from 5,000 to 7,000 horsepower. Your praise <laughs> is the acts as the engine of your life. Your praise acts as the engine of your life. Your praise acts as the power of your life. As you praise God, you rev up your energy and, you, and your focus, and it causes your faith to rise. Your faith isn't complete without praise, just like a train is not complete without the engine. Colossians 2 and 7 says that you abound in faith with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. You abound in faith with thanksgiving. You abound in faith with appreciation. You abound in faith with no complaints or murmuring. Hallelujah, glory to God. Colossians 2 and 7 in the voice says, Let your roots grow deep. Let your roots grow down deeply in him and let him build up a firm foundation. Be strong in faith, just as you were taught. And always, somebody shall always, spill over with thankfulness. Always, another word for thankfulness is praise. Always spill over with praise. Hallelujah, glory to God. In other words, we must remain deeply rooted in God, with God and praise always. It's just that simple. Again, I ask you, how much time do you spend praising God? If someone were to pass out, the first thing we would do is check their pulse. We would check their pulse to see if their heart was still beating. In the same sense, checking out praise is how we check our spiritual pulse. If we don't live lives that are constantly giving thanks and praise to God, we are not spiritually healthy. And we would, we would call the, the paramedics. We would call, um, we would call a doctor and say, give us a charge. Help me get this person back to life. Our praise is our lifeline. We tap into praise and we open our mouth. We're not murmuring or complaining. We're speaking life. We're giving God praise. We jolt ourselves back to life. Glory to God. If we don't, and I'll say this again, if we don't live lives that are constantly giving thanksgiving and praise to God, we are not spiritually healthy. Some may take offense at that, thinking, I don't know the circumstance. I, I don't know why my your pulse is that is that weak. But Paul said in Philippians 4 and 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Paul didn't just say it once. He said it twice. He said rejoice all in the Lord, always. And again, just in case you didn't hear me, I say rejoice. He didn't want anyone thinking he had made a mistake or that there were exceptions to what he said. We are always, somebody shout always, we are always supposed to be rejoicing in the Lord. It is a command. It is not a suggestion to do it if we feel like it. So right now, let's give God a shout of praise. Come on, 13 seconds. Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving. Hallelujah, you are worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your word is worthy to be praised. Your name is worthy. Hallelujah, your name is high above the heavens. Come on, in the comments. Give them praise. Hallelujah. Yes, praise jump starts our spirit. Rejoice always. God, you're worthy of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why do we praise the Lord? Praise is a mandate. 
Praise is not an option. You have choices at Burger King, but you don't have choices with praise. You have choices at Starbucks, but you don't have choices with praise. The only praise that you have, you have two choices with praise. To praise and then to praise again. <laughs> That's it. We are commanded to praise. We are commanded to do so. Psalms 150 and 6 says, let everything that breathes praise the Lord. In the NLT, let everything that breathes praise the Lord. That didn't sound like a maybe to me. Psalms 67 and 3, let the people praise thee. Oh God, let all the people praise thee. That didn't sound like if you feel like it, praise me. No, it says let the people praise thee. Oh God, let all the people praise thee. No matter what I what I see in the natural, I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to give God praise. I don't care what the doctor says. I'm going to open my mouth and give him praise. I don't care what 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 504 plan your baby has at school. I am going to open my mouth and I'm going to agree with God. Psalms 149, the message says, hallelujah. Sing to God a brand new song. Praise him in the company of all who love him. That's why it's so important to praise in corporate settings. That's why it's so important to praise by yourself, but to, in the company of all who love them, let all Israel celebrate their sovereign creator. Zion's children exult in their king. Let them praise his name in dance, strike up the band and make great music. I don't know about you, but if you come to FOC, that's what you're going to experience. Our virtual partners, our new virtual partners, we cannot wait to get you back in the building safely so that you can feel the electricity corporately when we praise God. And why? Because God delights in his people, adorns, plain folks with salvation garlands. Let true lovers break out and praise, sing out from wherever they're sitting. So you probably were here over, over on the East Campus, up in the balcony, about 5,000 people roaring and praising the name of the Lord. Sing for wherever they're sitting, shout the high praises of God, banish their swords in the, in the wild sword dance. What did you hear in that scripture? I heard praise. I heard dance, I heard sing, I heard rejoice. I heard praise, I heard dance, sing, and rejoice. All are commandments. Nowhere in the scripture does it say, praise him with a grumpy spirit. No, praise him with the folding of the arms or the pouting of the mouth. No way, we were glad when they said unto us, let us go into the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise is an act of will, not emotions. We are to praise regardless of feelings and circumstances. It is not about a goosebump, y'all. It's not about a goosebump. It's about God finding a resting place on the earth where he can show himself strong in the earth to speak life, to lift up the name above all names, to lift up insecurities, insufficiency, and cancer, the name above lupus, the name above alcoholism. He is looking for a man or a woman, a child, a baby to lift up the name of Jesus. And when we say we don't feel like it, we are literally saying, I am unwilling to preoccupy my thoughts to the God who changed my life. Woo! Glory to God. We say that when we come to church, 
folding our arms and acting like something is owed to us. We say, I am unwilling. That means I'm stubborn, y'all. I'm unwilling. I'm not moving. I'm. Why even come to church if you're not going to participate? Why even come to corporate setting if you're not going to agree with heaven? We are saying, if I am unwilling to preoccupy my thoughts to the God who changed my life and total ignore his goodness. And that is dishonor. It's not about us. Praise is a posture. We may not feel joyful, but scripture tells us in Galatians 5 and 22 that the fruit of the spirit is joy. Somebody shout, is joy. Hallelujah. Not it may be joy if folks don't get on our nerves. Not it could possibly be joy. No, the fruit of the spirit is joy. Is joy. It is joy. <laughs> it is joy. That's what it is. If we have the Holy Spirit, we have joy. So I want you to nudge your neighbor virtually and say, you got joy, friend? I want you to nudge your neighbor <laughs> virtually. You got joy? You got the Holy Ghost? Do you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you? We may not feel that joy, but we can choose to lift our hands and speak forth praise to God by faith. And watch what happens when you tap in. I'm a witness. I might come to church with a headache. I might come to church with a broken heart. I might come to church with something hurting on me. But when I get in a corporate anointing and start praising the name of the Lord, something happened. Supernaturally, something happens. My body, my posture changed. I start feeling like myself again. I start, I start waving my hands. I stand up and I give God a shout of praise. It is in the moments when distress tries to knock on your door. You fling the door open and you start singing, victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind, victory today is mine. And you, you live in that victory. You live in that posture. There is nothing more irritating. Let me tell you something. That is, there is nothing more irritating to the enemy than to praise and rub his nose in defeat. There is nothing more irritating than to praise the name of the Lord despite a bad report, in spite debt, in spite disease. There is nothing more irritating than praising the name of the Lord to the enemy. He's irritated. And so when we praise, we just rub his nose in it. I used to be a cheerleader and we, we, we would get up by 10 points in the second quarter, say basketball game, and we knew we were going to win. We would lead the crowd by grabbing our keys and saying, we would shake them. We would shake them for a while. And then we would start saying, get your keys and start your bus. Why were we saying that? Because we knew we want, there was nothing more. You should have saw the parents' faces. They would be like, really? Y'all ain't got to rub it in our face like that. No, I want you to feel all this heat. I want you to feel all of this. Get your keys and start your bus because we want. 
Hallelujah. The other team and the fans were so irritated. When you praise, glory to God, you are telling the enemy, get your keys and start your bus. Get your lies and start your bus. Get your defeat and start your bus. Get your defeated self out of here. You have no place here. Period. Somebody give God a shout of praise right here. Come on and give God a shout of praise. There is nothing more irritating and confusing. He's like, what are they? What are they praising God? Hey, what are they praising God for? Y'all forgive this. I don't know what's happening with the internet tonight, but what are they praising God for? I am so tired of this team coming over here to this school, winning all the time. I'm so tired of this team. Yes, I saw that somebody said that's a West Memphis thing. It was, it was a West Memphis thing. <laughs> we love to say that. Get your keys and start your buzz. Listen, we love to say it and we love to see it because we were winners. Hallelujah. When you praise, you're telling the enemy, get your keys and start your bus. Get your lies and start your bus. Get your defeat and start your bus. You have no place here. Have you ever seen someone running from a cat or a dog out of a store that they don't belong? They say, get in pre-K. We say, scram. <laughs> we say, scram. Have you ever seen an owner, like a stray cat sometimes back in the day? I don't know if it happens now. I mean, I don't know. Well, the cat gets into the into the uh, store and they get a broom and they swat at and they say, get out of here, scram, get, get. That's what we're doing with the enemy. And so, yes, I'm from West Memphis. I'm going to tell you a story about some stray dogs. We used to have stray dogs or mutts and, and, those who know about mutts, they are characterized as weak. They, they are weak, okay? And if you have cousins that come from up north and they kind of scared, they ain't used to dogs and stuff, and they like, yeah, you like, no, that dog's not going to do nothing to you. And they're like, how you know that's a big dog? I know the dog's not going to do anything to you. It's a mutt, okay? It's just a mutt. Somebody, tell, somebody say, it's just a mutt. Hallelujah. The enemy is just a mutt. It's weak. It's not going to do anything. The same is true with the enemy. He is just a mutt who's not going to bust a grape in Welch's backyard. Your praise gives you that confidence to tell the defeated one, get your keys and start your bus. You lost. The game is over and he knows his time is short. We know what the end is and we win. Glory to God. Somebody go ahead and give him a praise right there. Come on. We know in the end we win. He just a mutt. And to me, nope, no slight to mutts, but they not cute dogs. And so, same is true with the enemy. He not cute. He is not cute. <laughs> Praise is characterized by celebra celebration and exhilaration 
and, exp and is expressed through singing, shouting, speaking forth, and playing of musical instruments, dancing in other external forms. I have a secret. Come close. Your praise is a weapon. It literally drives the enemy crazy and out of your life when you open your mouth and you give God sh a shout of praise for his mighty acts and his excellent greatness. Hallelujah. We praise because we have all access. Somebody shout all access. He did it all for us. He did it all for us. On Calvary, he did it all for us. Everything we have access to, Jesus has already made it possible for us. So set your intentions every day to praise God. We have the word and we have command your day affirmations to help do that. So if you are a part of, of, of any facet of FOC, you are getting word, you are getting affirmation. If you are getting command your day, shout out to Pastor Edwin and Pastor Ralph for command your day. It has been a blessing. You are getting those affirmations every day. So you are setting your intentions to praise God. You are setting your intention to preoccupy yourself <clears throat> to God. God loves our praise. He loves to hear our voice and praise will start a revival. Somebody shout praise will start a revival. What do you mean, Pastor Chris? How do I know? In Acts 16, 22 and 26, the crowd also joined in the attack against them. And the chief, we're talking about Paul and Silas, the chief magistrates tore their robes off of them and ordered that Paul and Silas be beaten with rods. After striking them many times with rods, they threw him into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. He having secure, he having received such a strict command threw them into the inner prison, into a dungeon, y'all. They beat him, they threw him into a dungeon. They fa he fastened their feet shut about midnight, verse 25. When Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs, the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was an earthquake so powerful that the very foundations of the prison were shaken and all at once the doors opened and he drew <clears throat> and all of a sudden the doors were open and everyone's chains were unfastened so they praised and chains were loosed glory to god when you praise chains are loosed when you worship chains are loosed glory to god when the jailer when the jailer, shaken out of his sleep, saw the prison doors open, he assumed they left. He assumed they escaped, but Paul shouts saying, hey, don't hurt yourself, don't, don't kill yourself, we're all here. Then the jailer called for torches and rushed in and trembling with fear and fell down before Paul and Silas and said, what must I do to be saved? What revival have you started with your praise? What revival have you started with your praise? What unforeseen circumstances have you turned around with your praise? Ask your neighbor, can God count on your continual praise? Can he count on you? Can he count on you to blaze the trails of revival? Glory to God. How should we praise? Here are seven ways we can praise God. Yada. Number one is yada. Lifting our hands, the extended hand, or to throw out our hands. Why do we lift our hands? It's a sign of surrender, like a child running to their dad. Pick me up. I'm safe with you. Sometimes when we are in a service, the leader will ask you to, to lift your hands, not to get on your nerves, but to actually get involved with the, symb the symbolic of surrendering when you do lift your hands. Surrender and safety. Somebody shout surrender 
is safety. When we take an open posture, our emotions also open up. Some of you are afraid of what others might think. We're back. I apologize, you guys. Some of you are afraid of what others might think. So give it a try in private. Uh, start praising, setting your intentions to do that. Start pray, try praising God with hands crossed in front of you and head down in a tight fist. That's that's not gonna work. Your mind has to be open to receive when you align your body to praise. Okay, your mind is open to receive when you align your body to praise. Don't restrict your body to only your mind. Engage your body, thoughts and emotions. Number two, Toda, to extend your hands in thanksgiving and adoration. Thanking God for not, for not yet received. Toda redirects our mind to the beauty and joy of God's goodness in our lives. It is so easy to focus only on the problem and miss out on the joy of God's provision. As we rejoice in God's goodness to us, we become more receptive to his spirit and less focused on our problems. Every day is a day of thanksgiving. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Psalms 50 and 14 says, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay the vows unto the most high. Hallelujah. Number We're back. We're not stopping. Can you guys hear me okay? All right, number three, Hallel. To be vigorously excited to celebrate. The word hallelujah comes from this base. I need y'all to stay with me, okay? I need your energy. I need you to stay with me. I still need you commenting. I need you with me, okay? We good? We good. All right. The word hallelujah comes from this base. It means to be clear. It means to shine, to rave, to celebrate, or to be clamorously foolish. And clamorous means making a loud, rowdy noise, a demanding noise. Psalms 113, 
1 through 3, the message translation says, hallelujah. Who You who serve God, praise God, just to speak his name is praise. Just to remember God is a blessing now and tomorrow and always. From the east to the west, from dawn to dusk, keep lifting all your praises to God. Hallelujah. The word halal does not paint a picture of a quiet and dignified reading of a song. No, the word paints a picture of a bright flashing praise that draws everybody's attention. We should praise God in such a way that it draws attention, like a light flashing in darkness. Our souls should make her boast in the Lord. Ask yourself, do I praise God regularly with excitement? Do I praise God regularly with excitement? Do I boast about, about who God is and what he has done? Do you boast about him? Do you talk about him? Or are you ashamed of him? Can people tell that he belongs in your life, that he's a part of your everyday speech? Am I willing to look crazy to others when I praise? Hallelujah. Number four is Shabbat. Shout, Shabbat means to shout. It means to address in a loud tone, to command, to triumph, to glorify. Our praise flows naturally from our remembrance of what God has done because I am preoccupied for who he is and what he has done. Thank you, Lord. In Psalm 63 and three, the psalmist tells us, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. My lips will shabak you. Number five, Barak, to pray, to bless and declare God as source of power, prosperity, success, and to kneel down to bless God as an act of admiration adoration. In Barak, we offer humble and submissive praise. We recognize him as Lord and kneel before him. So you'll see kneeling in church. You'll see kneeling at the altar. This is a form of Barak. Okay. We bless God with our willing submission. Psalm 65 and six in the voice translation says, come, let us worship him. Everyone bow down, kneel before the eternal one who made us. So we're not just making this up. We're just, we're not just making these Hebrew words up. We're not just making up uh, a commandment. This is what the word is telling us to do. So if you don't participate, I really strongly advise you to participate in these praise in in praise and worship. Number six, Zamar, praise with instruments means to touch the strings instrumental worship or praise with the song. As an instrumentalist, this is a time to offer up praise with your instrument. So sometimes we'll be in service and you'll hear an instrumental interlude where Valley is playing Claressa, Sedante, and all of our whole orchestra and band, they're playing by themselves without the words, without the praise team. So while they're doing that, it's not a time for you to be like, uh, you know, this is show, no. This is Zamar. This is to praise with an instrument. There is a time for you to praise when the instruments are just playing, okay? So this is an opportunity for you to offer up the Lord a new song. So you're in the audience, you're praising the name of the Lord and the instruments get to playing. You don't stop praising. This is a time where you to offer up a new song. Allow your own song to roar up to God on the wings of the music. So that's why it's important that musicians are prophetic. It's important that all musicians are saved. 
I'm just going to say that. It's important that all musicians uh, hear Holy Spirit and they align themselves with the house because, you know, a lot of times you might have an agenda, but that has to go out of the way when Holy Spirit is asking us to do go deeper. Amen. Y'all okay? Y'all good out there? Hallelujah. This is a great time to sing scripture. Allow the spirit of God to touch your heart and voice and sing out the praise that is in your heart using whatever notes come out. There are also times during praise and worship when we hear from heaven and be, and we begin to sing scripture or prophesy through song. At FOC, we tap into Holy Spirit. If Holy Spirit gives us uh, a phrasing and that will be called the song of the Lord, this is the time during that instrumental time or when we wrap back up where we're, we're praising and worshiping, where we're singing scripture, we're singing the songs of the Lord or we're singing a phrase over and over again. This is this just means that this is what the Lord is wanting released in the house, meaning the local body. So when I say the house, that's the local body, FOC. If you've been to FOC any length of time, you've experienced this. We've literally written songs during worship. We've literally seen limbs grow back during praise and worship. We've seen countless testimonies of breakthroughs during praise and worship. We believe what we preach. There is power in praise. Somebody shout, there is power in praise. Number seven, tahila means to sing, singing in the spirit, singing in tongues. Psalm 71 and eight in the ESV says, my mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all day. Colossians 3 and 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and exhorting one another with all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with grace in your hearts to God. Psalms 104. So I, I took this scripture and I added a little bit of, of the, um, the ways to praise in that scripture. Enter his gates with a gift of thanks, Toda, because Toda means thanksgiving. His courts with song of praise, Tahila, that means to sing. Raise your hands with thanksgiving, Yada, to him. Umly kneel Barak before his name. So Pastor Chris, you mean to tell me I don't have to be a worship leader just saying? Mm -mm. You don't have to be a worship leader. You don't have to be the best of the best of the best. Just open your mouth and sing. The Bible tells us to sing with, uh, with uh, he tells us to sing and he tells us to sing hymns. He tells us to sing. He didn't say uh, if, you, if you have a good a voice sing. No, he doesn't. Just sing. Amen. All right, we're almost done. I need you to give God a shout of praise. We're halfway there. We're halfway there. We're halfway, halfway. All right. Worship. Worship. And again, a lot of this has to do with your private time uh, with the Lord. So, you know, we know you by your fruit. So we know if you have a relationship with the Lord, if if you pouting and got your arms folded and you don't want to sing, you don't want to rock, you don't want to heal, you don't want to do nothing. You just want to be mean. Guess what? Stay at home. You we don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that rebellion. Stay at home. This church says pray, praise, worship, and repeat. That's what we're commanded to do. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Worship. Does your life reflect worship? Now, this is just... Uh, 
this is no way what I'm teaching tonight. This is no way the end all of, of, of any of the teaching. This is just to give you a snippet into the eyes and the heart of FOC and our pastors. Okay. All right. What is worship? The word worship comes from an old Anglo-Saxon word, where sip, which eventually came from worth ship. English lords in those days were called your worship, your worship in recognition of their position of authority and their extended lands and holes or work. As time went by, worship was further shortened to worship. To, to worship means to ascribe, to uh, to ascribe worth or value or to count worthy. When we worship God, we acknowledge that he is worthy. We acknowledge who he is and what he is. Again, I'm preoccupied on who he is and what he has done. Worshiping connects us to the heart of God. Worshiping is a connector. It is our response to the Lord. Although it's a private affair, it may also be done in public. First Chronicles 16, 29 in the NIV says, ascribe to the Lord, the glory do his name, bring an offering and come before him. All right, worship the Lord in the splinter of his holiness. C.S. Lewis defines the purpose of worship. In worship, he says, in worship, we enter touch and are touched by the presence of God himself. We have been created to live like that. Somebody shout, I've been created to live like that. I am a worshiper, glory to God. Worship clarifies our vision of who God is. In Isaiah 6, one through three, the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah saw the Lord high, exalted and holy. Worship clarifies our vision. He saw him high and lifted up. Hallelujah. Worship is intimacy where there is no space. It's just you and God. As if you are on a walk with him, you're talking with him, you're getting to know him, you're fully engaged with him. You're in constant conversation with him. You find yourself saying words like, I love my life with you. I love everything about you. Does that sound familiar? That sounds like a, 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 a marriage on, uh, made in heaven, right on the earth. You long for that time because there's no other love like this. When you're connected, it is easy to worship. There are times when we come in corporate worship and the people come in with an expectation and they are there, we used to call it in the 90s, pump and prime. Nobody had to pump and prime you to worship. You come because you're connected. You have a constant flow, a flow of relationship with him. And as time goes on, you realize that you are greatly loved by him. Worship moments throughout the day can improve your perspective and bring joy. Okay, the fruit of the spirit is joy. So there's an expectation that when I'm in his presence, there is joy, there is peace, there is there is love, there is forgiveness, there is provision, there is, there is everything that I need when I'm in his presence. Glory to God. Psalm 16 and 11 says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Did you hear that? You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Do you only worship or talk to God when you're in trouble or need something? Example, when if, if you have a child and you know all they come to you is for to write a blank check. I mean, how you doing? Like, can you say something? 
<laughs> Can you say hi? Uh, another example is that no parent just wants to write a check without any questions out the blue. You gotta, what's going on? What do you need? Well, talk to me. Uh, and and for smaller children, the only th example I could have could think about is in pre-K or when you when when you have an elementary student and you ask them how their day is going, you know if they're in kindergarten, <clears throat> you know that if you're in kindergarten, they painted, they had recess, they probably took a lunch. Those are the main things. You know what they did, but you don't necessarily need the information. You want the intimacy. You want the connection. If you're married and you come in the house and you say, how was your day? They talk about their day. They talk about their day to you. Yeah, it's some things like my, my husband, he's a software engineer. And there are times where I don't know what he is saying. But I ask him about his day because I'm connected to him. I want to know how he's doing. I want that connection, that intimacy. Worshiping God is a safe space. Somebody said worshiping God is a safe space. Hallelujah. Worshiping God is a safe space. God knows every detail of your life. God knows every detail of your life. He wants to talk to you because he's madly in love with you. He wants to hear your voice. He wants to feel your love. He wants to hear All right. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> Hallelujah. God knows y'all. All right. I'm hot and sweaty and all of the things. <laughs> Somebody help. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Give God a shout of praise. I know you out there. Hallelujah.
God knows every detail of your life. He wants to talk to you because he is madly in love with you. He wants to hear your voice. He wants to hear everything that you are concerned about. He wants to feel your love. He wants to hear your song. Do you find yourself in the midst of turmoil? Have you ever found yourself in the midst of turmoil? Worship the God of peace and you'll find peace. That's the answer. Do you need wisdom? Worship the God of wisdom and you'll find wisdom. Are you faced with an impossible task of unconditionally loving the unlovable? Like they 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 did it again. They said they weren't going to do it and they they did it again and I'm having to forgive. Worship the God who gives you that ability to do that. Then worship to God is who then worship the God who is love and his love will become yours. That's good. Worship the God who is love and his love will become yours. Corporate worship is built upon what happens at home. Same for praise. Worship is a process of surrender. Surrender our hearts. Surrender our ways to God. Worship is obedience. Worship is doing what he tells us to do. So you mean to tell me, Pastor Chris, that worship is not just singing and lifting our hands and crying? No. Worship is a part of that. It's not the sum total of that, of what that means. Worship is obedience. Worship is doing what he tells us to do, to spend time with him, to listen to instructions. Worship is an expression of love. Glory to God. Worship flows out of relationship. Our relationship with God is strengthened by learning more of him through his word. Lastly, the scripture is definitely one to use when your soul is trying to control your emotions. Psalms 42 and 5 in the message translation. Why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying the blues? Fix my eyes on God and soon I'll be praising again. He puts a smile on my face. He is my God. Glory to God. Somebody shout, he is my God. Focus on God's goodness and his love. Worship is the art of expressing oneself to God. And out of that expression, our hearts open up as a channel to be used by Holy Spirit. We need to praise and we need to worship. Both are vital to our everyday walk with the Lord. We need to praise and we need to worship. Both are vital to our everyday walk with the Lord. Listen, I am finished. It is five minutes <laughs> to nine. God bless you. Thank you for joining partnership class tonight. How to enter into praise and worship lesson 10. I hope that you were able to see yourself tonight and that you will give yourself a personal audit of your relationship with God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for being God. We preoccupy our eyes and hearts and we adore your sweet name. We extol you. We barack you. We set our eyes on you, our lover, our creator, our sustainer, our banner and our shield. We make you first place and we make you bigger. We dig up the lies that say to us praise isn't important or having a deeper relationship with you is not important. We want to be where you are at all times and we will forever keep a praise on our lips in Jesus name. 
Amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for joining and hanging with me. Listen, share this broadcast if you haven't already. Share it at your story. And I love you guys. And we'll see you at night tomorrow night. And we'll see you at Champion Circle Friday. We'll see you Sunday for praise and worship and the word at 10. I love you guys so, so much. God bless you. Wait, before you go, before you go, let me just, can you hear me? Yes, Listen, yes. let me tell you, those of you who are watching, you have no idea <laughs> what it takes to not only prep for an hour message, which really is Chris's first time ever teaching a full hour, long hour length message. But then after you've prepped for it, to have the Internet to go in and out multiple times. Raph and I are in the broadcast studio behind the scenes, amazed at how Chris doesn't, doesn't miss a beat. Listen, I'd have hung up on y'all. I'd have been watching Mary at first sight by now. <laughs> I don't know what I would have been doing, but she came back four or five times to give you this word. Do you know how the enemy didn't want you to hear this word concerning praise? You want to listen to this about 10 times. Listen, Chris, I just have to tell you, sweetheart, I am impressed. I am amazed. The way I would have cut this little broadcast off and told him to show up next week. <laughs> I am telling you, this is wonderful. It is awesome. God bless you. God bless you. You can preach. You can sing. You prepare. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you, not just for the teacher, but you kept coming back, girl. <laughs> so I just had to get on here and say something. Listen, y'all need to be y'all need to be sending Chris some messages, some cash apps. Doing going to her page, whatever you need to do to show your appreciation, because that baby worked. You see, you hear me? You, that, that, she not sweating because she hot in the house. It's because of everything that happens when you are trying to deliver a message, and it seems like everything is going wrong. I love y'all, but the way I'd have quit on y'all tonight. I have some growing to do. <laughs> I have some growing you to do. You are a man of excellence, and I didn't. I cannot not finish. And so you are. You are amazing teacher, and you set the path for us to do what we have signed to do. I had an assignment, and it didn't matter if the internet went out. I would have went on, you know, through out of streamyard, whatever it took. But I'm just honored to be here tonight, and I appreciate you so much. Your support. I love you so much, Dad. <laughs> Devil, get your keys, because Chris done told you you got to go. <laughs> all right, listen, all of y'all who joined tonight, look, we, we love you guys, but y'all need to share this video. This is, what, this is what preparation and perseverance looks like. So God bless you, Chris. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Y'all have a blessed night. God bless you. Bye-bye.